We wanted to kick off this new season of Episode by paying homage to a young woman who worked so hard and who we lost so suddenly early last year. So before this podcast went on hiatus, we recorded this interview with hopes of releasing it for the following season. And that's the funny thing about time. We seem to have so much of it and then something like this happens to make you realize just how little of it you actually had. So here I am releasing this episode almost two years after this interview was recorded. Kat, we still remember you and we still miss you. You're listening to Episode. I'm Natalie. You may also know me on the internet streets as Tali or Miss Tali. Or maybe you've never heard of me at all and that's fine too. I went on a quest to learn little known stories about Haiti. So I talked with a group of amazing Haitian scholars and thinkers and asked them to tell me a favorite anecdote of theirs. And now I'm inviting you to come learn with me. Anale. I had the pleasure of interviewing Kat Creolicious not long after her self-published book Haitian History 101 came out. And she took the time to tell me the story of how she got the inspiration for her website, Cleolicious.com, and the content that has taught us so much over the years. Kat unfortunately passed away in January of last year, 2019. And we really didn't know much about her besides her passion for Haiti and the work of young Haitians in Haiti and around the world. And of course, Haitian history. When she passed, I just noticed a pattern in a lot of people's posts about her. People just kept saying that she was the first person to ever feature their work on her website or that she was the first person to interview them or that she was their biggest supporter or that she was constantly in their messages asking about the progress of whatever project they said they were working on. So today here's Creolicious telling her story for a change. I was a kid and I became the adult who who liked to um, sit there and look up obscure, really obscure facts um, just for fun. I, I was always like this techie type of person. I always wanted to have the newest laptops. I was always spending time um, analyzing. And um, of course, I loved websites. Um, sometimes in my spare time, when I was doing a lot of my overthinking, uh, I would sit there and ask myself, hmm, I would love to do like a website that would be strictly um, about Haiti and Haitian culture uh, for people who at school were either um, born in the United States of America or had grown up in the United States of America or outside of Haiti and stuff, but just who were trying to find out more. Um, about Haiti and stuff, so, and I was like, hmm, what name could I call it? And I thought out of nowhere, how about Creolicious? Um, like, you know, I, I sort of made up this persona for myself, like I could call myself Creolicious and have a website called Creolicious, and I purchased a domain, and I was kind of surprised that it was actually available no one had actually thought of this. Oh, okay. There was no mention of it anywhere. So, you know, I actually had coined the word. So I started to sit there and actually brainstorm the different sections I would have on the website. 
um, as well as the frequency of it. And one of the things that I really feared, I did not want to start it and not be consistent with it. That was extremely important. That was extremely, extremely important to me. Um, so I mean, I wrote about before I even launched officially launched the site. I wrote about thirty articles, and the articles were mostly there was one interview with um a uh, this New York born actor of Haitian descent. His name was Francis St. Louis. He was kind enough to allow, allow me to interview him, and um. All the rest were mostly reviews and thought pieces. So I launched the, the site. I started off with 25 readers, and here I am now. <laughs> My favorite thing about Creolicious.com was the historical content. Kat was taking Haitian history and making accessible, fun to engage with content about it. In a lot of ways, the Creolicious website was a precursor to this podcast bringing Haitian history from textbooks to the general public with content like 100 Women in Haitian History or Five Things to Know About the Battle of Vertier, African Americans to Haiti Immigration Movement, etc. Kat would research a topic in great painstaking detail and present us with her research right on her blog. Um, because I think that um, when you have a website, it's, it's really important to give your readers value. I was obsessed with that. So I kind of like decided that I would like put in as much effort effort as I could um, into making, um, visiting the website, a learning experience. And I know that one of the ways I could do that is by trying to, you know, taking the time to research. There would there be times that I would spend six hours um, researching an article um, that would, um, Take, take a person probably maybe five minutes to read. <laughs> so just to show you how important that was to me. One of the most popular posts outlined the history of Haitians of Chinese descent in Haiti, entitled Xinhua, the complete and untold story of Chinese Haitians. In terms of the article of the Chinese Haitians, I had actually had read about this painter, um, Bernard Waugh, who was of Haitian and Chinese um, de descent. And I was interviewing a musician named Isud Funkap. He's a visual artist as, as well as a musician. And it occurred to me that it might be a good idea then to kind of like pursue the whole background about the people of Chinese descent. Like how did the Chinese end up in Haiti? Because I had heard of, you know, like, um, you know, Chinese Jamaicans and stuff, but I thought that the story of the Chinese Haitians would be a good thing to, to, to pursue and to research further. So Mr. Funkap went ahead and connected me with a lot of different Haitian American families who were of Haitian slash Chinese descent, and I was able to speak to them. With last names like Wu, Hua, Wawa, Feng, Fangging, Funkap, the first known Chinese families arrived in Haiti in the late 1890s, fleeing crumbling dynasties. Some, like Saud Funkap, arrived in Haiti in the 20th century. Funkap was on his way to Brazil, fleeing a revolution in China, when he accidentally landed in Haiti in 1915 and made his home there. Like other newly arrived immigrants from China, Saud kept in touch with the folks back home in Canton, China, 
and his son joined him in Haiti in 1928. That was an excerpt from the Chinois article in question. And you can find a link to the rest of this article on the post on waymagazine.com for this podcast episode. Another personal favorite gave an example of the liberation legacy of our founding fathers in the 20th century, a topic you know I love, detailing Haiti's role in saving Jewish families during the Holocaust. As far as the Jewish Holocaust story, I actually was researching something else and I came across this ad that this guy whose name was Bill, he was in his, he was like a toddler um, when the Holocaust took place and he he and his wife were had put out this ad um, looking for Haiti Holocaust stories and I was kind of like fascinated by that. I was able to research research further, um, including a Jewish organization that had information. Actually, they provided a lot of documents to me to actually enrich my article. So I was extremely grateful for that. According to documents furnished to Creolicious.com by the Jewish, dating from December 5th, 1939, it was estimated that anywhere from 250 to 300 individuals fleeing Nazi Germany had come to Haiti. There were others other than this bunch who never came to Haiti at all, but from Germany were given Haitian passports by the Haitian government that allowed them to flee Germany to other countries. So again, with, my, with these articles, my approach is always this. What can my reader learn that will be new to them, and what can I learn? So. Having that learning experience mindset um, actually has led to a lot of, led to those articles. Of course, I asked Kat to tell us her favorite little known Haitian history anecdote. So even though this is a tribute to her, we get to have Kat teach us something new one more time. Ooh, well... There is like so many different interesting, like sizzling, juicy stories from Haitian history. Um, the first one I can that I can actually think of um, is the story of Jude Lachenay, who is who was like the the companion of Alexander Pétion and. James Pierre Boyer, and they were like they were like back to back presidents of Haiti. To me, that's wow, that's really interesting. She was married to a military commander, but became Pétion's mistress, like Kat says, who reportedly was never married Pétion, but he had her as a quote concubine for many years, and she became Boyer's lover sometime later. They called her. The president behind two presidents, because as Kat just told you, she was the lover of two presidents, but it goes deeper than that. She was actually an advisor. According to historians, Jude influenced a number of acts that were passed in parliament in the 19th century. And it is even said that she stopped a coup that was being planned against Boyer. Um, so there's this historian, her name is Marcel Desenor, and Marcel writes that Jude gave birth to a daughter in November of 1818, stating that it was Pétion's daughter. 
However, Pétion had actually been terribly ill and actually bed-bound since March of that year. So the conclusion that she came to was that most likely this child, whose name was Ursuli, um, was actually Boyer's actual bi- biological daughter and not Pétion's. Um, but throughout her life, she acknowledged both men as her, as her, as her father. So I, I felt as if I, I, I just wish, I wish to God this lady had written some sort of autobiography or I'm kind of like hoping that maybe one day somewhere she died in Jamaica and she died less than two years later in Jamaica. So I'm hoping that maybe somewhere in Kingston somewhere, maybe she like kept some sort of diary that will be discovered. Maybe not in my time, maybe in future generations. I think that she really led an extremely fascinating life. Cat Creolicious left quite the body of work behind her after her passing. So we can continue to learn about our country and take it a step further and dive deeper into the information she presented to us. Her contribution to our cultural understanding of Haiti definitely won't be forgotten by me. With every interview she conducted, every blog post she wrote, every video she edited, she made sure we would never forget her name. Although she wasn't done yet, right? She was still so young and had many more projects up her sleeves. But how lucky are we to have had you all the same, Kat? Thank you for educating us. Thank you for inspiring us. May we be more like you in our endeavors this year and moving forward. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience for waiting while I took a really long break from making this podcast. It's good to be back. Uh, Thank you to Constance for the voiceover work. Thank you to Valerie who made a list of her favorite videos from Creolicious YouTube channel. So there's more of her content on the internet that you can still browse even though the Creolicious website is now down. Um, follow us on Way Magazine, W-O-Y Magazine, and get into more of our content at www.waymagazine.com. Thank you to Shirley Skye, who is singing right now in the background. The song is called Usha, and it's on her album Tutuni, which is available on most major platforms. And of course, Happy New Year, friends. <laughs>